Today on the Scott Radley Show on 900 CHML. We are now approaching the one year mark of the Ukraine war, month and a half, two months away, I guess, month and a half away from the anniversary of when Russia invaded. And there are new reports and more of them suggesting that Vladimir Putin is beginning to lose his grip on power in Russia. Now, not technically, he's still in charge, but that public relations wise, he is not selling the war very well to the people that mothers of killed soldiers are making it very clear how unhappy they are. There are stories that there could be coups brewing in the background that some of his associates are preparing to make a move. There's even talk of a plan to shuttle him out of Russia if things got too heated and land him in a safe haven somewhere in South America. Uh, I want to bring in Elliot Tepper. He is a professor emeritus at Carleton University in political science. Joins us now. Uh, thank you very much for doing this tonight. Oh, good afternoon, Scott. Any of this sound uh, reasonably credible, or is this the kind of thing that as a unpopular war drags on, the world press are becoming hopeful, and so they write this kind of stuff? Yes, the, I think the rumors of uh, Mr. Putin's demise are exaggerated. Um, the, the fact that we're talking about it, however, does suggest there has been reason to be concerned, uh, Mr. Putin, that is, that things aren't going his way and he has, to, uh, he has to shore up his flank. But there's no visible reason to think that the civil Civiliki, the, the, the inner core around him, which includes his defense minister and the president of the Duma and others, and people who came with him from uh, Leningrad, uh, St. Petersburg, the people who have been with him all along and who are closest to him and therefore actually have access to him, uh, they're apparently fiercely loyal. What would, ha- I mean, I don't know that we even know the answer to this question, but what would have to happen for a coup to take place there? Because I, I have to believe that. I mean, our leaders here are reasonably well protected there. It would be, I would think, almost impossible to get to him. Yes. Again, the people immediately around him and who have access to him are, uh, in his own mind in any event, so loyal that he doesn't have to worry about that. The um, Nobody's going to offer him a cup of tea mm. and uh, <laughs> get near him with a, an umbrella that's poisoned. There's also the other side of this. It's assume that if somehow he did disappear through natural or other causes, that his successor was, would automatically be somebody that would call an end to the war, that would be pro-West, that would apologize for right. the troops out of Ukraine. There's no particular reason to think that. Uh, the people around him are uh, like-minded. The uh, One of the changes in the war, is, as you pointed out, it's gone on and there's now dissension of sorts. The intra-elite conflict and the jockeying for influence is becoming more, more and more uh, visible. Uh, Yevgeny Prigozhin, the head of the Wagner Group, is openly criticizing in ways that you and I can hear the generals who are conducting the war. The warlord in charge of Chechnya criticizes everybody. The possibility that there are people seeing a potential power vacuum and are trying to increase their, their own levers of support, as Mr. Putin becomes more isolated, that's a more realistic possibility than a coup. But of course, coups often catches by surprise, and we only say afterward it was obvious. We have seen 
previously in Russian or well, Soviet, really, uh, times in our lifetime, most of us, uh, when perestroika happened, that there was a leader and then all of a sudden someone else filled that vacuum and decided that he was going to take the country in a very different direction. Is there anybody that we have seen on the Russian horizon that would appear to be of that mind? Or is there any way that we would expect that that kind of person could get the levers of power there? There are certainly opposition figures. Uh, Navalny, of course, is in prison. Uh, there's a number of other less well-known opposition leaders who are in, in prison or in exile. Uh, you read names like Kordogovsky, who was, uh, who was an oligarch, and this was a message, by the way, oligarchs have grown up in Russia due to Mr. Putin's permission and cooperation and sponsorship. If you cross him, he has a way to get, to get rid of you. Well, another one just I'm died in the last so. day or two, right? Pardon? Another oligarch just died in the last day or two, yes, I read. There's been a, a number of mysterious yes. uh, um, suicides by jumping out of the window <laughs> after killing entire yes. families and so forth. So the possibility of a coup uh, by those immediately around him does not seem possible, and the people who aren't immediately around him don't have the access to make it happen. There is a very intriguing report, and again, I have no idea whether to give this any credibility, but it sure sounds interesting. Uh, it sort of harkens back to World War II with the Nazis at the end of the war all getting into the boats and sailing off to South America somewhere. There's a, a story that there is a plan in place called Noah's Ark, which would allow yeah. Putin to escape to Venezuela if things get too heated in Russia. Again, is there... Does that in in that was okay? I guess in 1944, when we didn't have social media, we didn't have cameras, we didn't have a small world like we do now. Could anyone possibly? Could he possibly do that and do it secretly? I think more interesting is the fact that that kind of conspiracy theory is floating around, and people are start have reason to think there might be credence to it because Mr. Putin is is isolated. But in terms of what is more likely and most plausible. Uh, it, the, the conspiracy theories themselves are a symptom of the problem that he's in, not a, a course of action imminent in the future that anybody can actually foresee in a practical way. I think we should probably talk about what's happening now that puts him in this position. Mr. Putin is, is uh, all these conspiracy theories, and yes, there's definite jockeying for influence and power around him now, uh, as we just talked about. But the reason that's happening is because the war has gone so disastrously, and what's going to happen next in the war really is the determining factor for Mr. Putin. He really is got all in on this. He either wins or he loses, and he knows that. So I think the possibility that the Russians, and this is the speculation, informed speculation, the Russians are planning some kind of a major counterattack against Ukraine, keeping in mind that this, this blitz that we're seeing now of missiles and drones, which are taking out the, uh, the, the power infrastructure as winter settles in Ukraine. All of that is terrible and going on. But the possibility there's something more major or a different kind of an attack is uh, increasingly the, the chatter going on right now. There's a meeting going on with uh, pro proposed in a few days between the leader of Belarus uh, and, and Mr. Putin is going to physically go there. There's some thought that there might even be another attack on Kiev coming out of Belarus and, uh, and uh, go back to plan A, you eliminate the capital city, and then continue on to victory. Also, there's, uh, within the Donbass region, there's an area right now that the Russians are really pushing hard on. At the same time, Ukraine is pushing very hard to sever the connection in the, in the Donbass. 
between the North and the South, if they can break that, the notion by the Ukrainians are that you can, the, the Russian army will collapse all the way in Kherson, mm. breaking that and then opening up a possibility of even attacking or moving on to Crimea. So this war is by no means over. There's a definite possibility um, the Russians, the Ukrainians tell us this, should not be underestimated. Something major may still be happening. And meanwhile, General Winter and General Mudd will become increasingly yeah. factors in how this war proceeds. Did I not see, and we've only got a second here, did I not see something in the last day or two, though, where Russia sort of displayed some of its l- ballistic missiles uh, as sort of a, a PR move to flex the muscles to remind everybody of what they're capable of? They, they're doing a number of things. Uh, the, these meetings of all the joint, uh, the top people conducting this war are now in touch visibly with Mr. Putin, who shows up at the command center, which he's been avoiding, and then he's going off to, as I say, to Belarus. So there's a lot of effort to show we are still in charge. And the opinion polls and the articles which are talking about conspiracy theories and coups say, well, he's only down to 79% support Mm -hmm. in the public. Uh, So this war is by no means over. Mr. Putin is isolated. He has nowhere to go except to victory. And that's, that's, of course... uh, being opposed by everybody, including Canada. So this, we're entering a dangerous phase of the war. And I do have to up. run. I do have to run, but I just, I have to ask then, do, is there in your mind, is there any possibility, any realistic possibility, unless he's on a suicide mission, is there any possibility he uses nuclear weapons in this? Yes, I think there is a possibility. And it's not just me saying this. There's, there's uh, obviously the Americans are there trying to get the message through. They sent the head of the CIA to meet his counterpart to deliver the message, don't do this. There's always the possibility that a desperate leader will take a desperate action in order to not lose or to stay in power or, if necessary, to go down on a Pyrrhic victory. It is, um, you know, we like to believe some of these stories and hope that they're true. And then uh, reality, I think, is uh, a little more scary than that. Uh, Elliot Tepper from Carleton University. We love having you on here. Thank you for doing this tonight. Oh, thank you, Scott. It's good to be with you. The Scott Radley Show. Weekday evenings from 6 to 8 on 900 CHML.